You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. The company behind games like Call of Duty and World of Warcraft is facing a firestorm of criticism and an internal revolt. Last month, California sued Activision Blizzard for gender-based discrimination, accusing the game developer of enabling a, quote, frat boy culture and a work environment of constant sexual harassment. Several employees have since taken to social media to condemn the company's treatment of women who work there and to skewer the company's leadership for not doing more to stop the abusive behavior. Last week, hundreds of them walked out in protest. A note to listeners, some of the details about this case are disturbing and include topics like sexual abuse and suicide. Zoe Schiffer is a senior reporter with The Verge who's been following this story, and she spoke with Activision Blizzard employees at the walkout. She joins us now. Hey, Zoe. Hey, thanks so much for having me. So, Zoe, can you tell us a little bit more about the lawsuit that led to all these employees speaking out? Yeah, so the lawsuit is the culmination of a two-year investigation from authorities in the California Department of Fair Employment and Housing, who said that Activision Blizzard's compliance with the state's workplace protections is long overdue. Now, if you look at the lawsuit, one interesting thing is that it really starts out with these kind of standard allegations of discrimination and how the company pays and promotes women and retaliation when women spoke up. But that's not really what caught the public's attention. California also said that Activision Blizzard fostered a frat boy culture where women were subjected to constant sexual harassment, groping, and rape jokes. And that one female employee took her own life on a business trip after allegedly having nude photos of her passed around at a company holiday party. And these were the allegations that we really saw lighting up Twitter because they were so shocking and terrifying. And it's worth pointing out that the lawsuit specifically said that the discrimination was worse for women of color, particularly Black women who are micromanaged and discriminated against in the office. The lawsuit also mentions that supervisors were often aware of this culture, and at times they encouraged it and even engaged in it themselves. Can you tell us more about the role that higher-ups played in creating this toxic work environment? Yeah, so the lawsuit says that Blizzard President J. Allen Brack was aware of the allegations and did not do enough to stop the behavior. Alex Afrasiabi, a former senior creative director of World of Warcraft, also was said to have engaged in blatant sexual harassment. He jokingly called his BlizzCon hotel room the Cosby Suite after alleged rapist Bill Cosby. You know, I talked to employees last week and really asked them, was this behavior being modeled at the top? Was it relegated to certain teams? And employees are a little hesitant to say that it was one specific area of the organization. They felt like it kind of permeated the entire culture, but they won't go as far as to say every single manager knew about it or every executive was involved. I actually saw photos of the Cosby suite online with a frame picture of Bill Cosby and a bunch of employees gathered around it. So it's not even like these guys were trying to hide what they were doing. How has Activision Blizzard responded to the lawsuit and the allegations? Activision Blizzard first said that these allegations were distorted and in many cases false. It specifically said that it was irresponsible behavior from unaccountable state bureaucrats. 
So in other words, largely it denied the allegations. And based on what you've heard from employees, how do they feel about this? As you can imagine, the statement did not go over well with employees. Nearly a thousand people signed a letter immediately after calling the statement abhorrent and insulting. CEO Bobby Kotick then walked the initial statement back and said that his response had been tone deaf. But that didn't stop thousands of employees from walking out of work to protest the company's response and to demand four things. An end to mandatory arbitration, an overhaul of hiring and promotion processes, the publication of salary and promotion data, and the ability to hire an independent investigator to look into the company's top executives. And unfortunately, Activision Blizzard is only the latest gaming company to make headlines for toxic work environments. Riot Games, the company behind the League of Legends series, was sued in 2018 for gender discrimination and sexual harassment. The company paid a $10 million settlement. Last year, an employee survey at Ubisoft, the makers of Assassin's Creed and Far Cry, found that one in four workers said they'd seen or experienced workplace harassment. So clearly, this latest lawsuit is highlighting a symptom of a larger industry-wide issue. Why is harassment such a big problem in gaming? Yeah, it's no secret that the video game industry has had problems with sexual harassment and discrimination for years. But as the industry has gotten more diverse in terms of streamers and who is attending gaming conventions, the companies haven't all caught up. I know that at Activision Blizzard, only about 20% of the company is women. And at the highest levels of the organization, executives are almost exclusively white men. So there's a disconnect that we're seeing between who is playing the games and participating in the industry and who is actually building them and how those people are treated. Now, in your article, you referred to the Activision Blizzard lawsuit and the protests that ensued as a, quote, watershed moment. Can you expand on that? What future changes did these organizing efforts signal for the whole industry? Yeah, I mean, I want to be clear that I think there is the possibility of real change with employees both at Activision Blizzard speaking out and employees at other gaming companies speaking out. There seems to be this moment where there's a chance for real change if employees do not stop fighting, if they continue to come together to walk out to push for change, to hold executives accountable. But we've also seen that time can placate a lot of things. And this was something that Activision Blizzard employees spoke to me directly about last week. They said, you know, there's a lot of momentum right now, but we don't want it to flag. We really want to keep fighting. And I think we're kind of at an inflection point where we're going to see our employees going to keep pushing for change? Are they going to allow executives to create some policies that make working conditions slightly better, but perhaps do not overhaul all of the problems that we're seeing in this lawsuit. And I do think that's up for debate still. I think people are hopeful that it could be a watershed moment, but it's a little TBD. Now, a few of the demands that you mentioned from the employees, things like forced arbitration, equal pay, these are things you might find in a union contract. Have there been talks of unionization or what's next for the people that helped organize the protest? We do know that employees are talking about this, although they're very, very hesitant to confirm that there's organizing going around in terms of actually creating a union. This is something that doesn't exist right now in the gaming industry in North America, at least. I think that it is something that is on the minds of employees, but whether or not that is going to culminate in an actual union, we don't know right now. Sure. But a few years ago, the same was true in the media industry. And now You and I are part of a union and and many media organizations have created unions. Do you feel like there's a certain momentum that could spill over into the gaming industry? 
Yeah, I absolutely do. You know, I'm a labor reporter, so I'm, you know, talking to people all the time who are wanting to bring unions to new industries. And I think that this could be a moment when there's enough employees aware of the problems that they're facing and aware of the power that executives have to kind of set the culture and the lack of power they have to really change it. And I think that this could be a moment where we see employees coming together to try and fight for more power. But we also know that union busting and anti-union rhetoric can be very effective. And I, you know, don't want to come out and say that this is definitely going to result in a union, although I think employees are hopeful that that could be a possibility. Zoe, this is a complicated and ongoing story. You've been really helpful in explaining it to us. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you for listening to Rico Daily. My name is Adam Clark Estes. This episode was produced by Alan Rodriguez Espinosa and engineered by Paul Mouncey. Let us know what you want to learn more about. Email us at recodedaily at recode.net. to do's, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.